Confusion Show with your host, Derek Jordan, where we bring you interviews, video clips, and live in the studio playing with World Fusion composers and musicians. Hi, this is Derek Jordan. Welcome to the World Fusion Show, where we bring you the leading innovators in world fusion music. Today, my guest is Lini Stern, who is a singer-songwriter, guitarist, and also plays the Ngoni, and has a very deep connection with West African music. Um, Lini Stern, welcome to the World Fusion Show. Hi, how are you? I'm very good. Thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. <laughs> so you've been to Africa many times, and um, you... So what originally attracted you to African music? Well, you know, um, people in jazz always say that the rhythms of jazz come from Africa, that actually jazz came from Africa with the slaves that we forced to come to our country, and they brought their music with them. And nobody could really explain what it was. Everybody says, well, it has to swing. And I was like, wanted to know, like, swing how? What? Do you mean by that? It's like, no, that doesn't really swing. Oh, that really swings. And that does. So it was like a big mystery. Yeah. And uh, so I was always interested in African rhythm, the origin of that. And I studied African percussion when I went to uh, Berkeley College of Music and studied film scoring. And I was still sort of mystified. So I went back to Africa, to Senegal, and... Uh, tried to investigate it more and it became clearer and clearer. I couldn't put my finger on it, but I sort of got the feel of what this was. And I started listening to a lot of African music and writing in the style of African music. Actually, there is one song on one of my uh, records called Lights Out that I recorded um, 15 years ago with Dennis Chambers and Bob Malik, my old band. And it was one of those examples where I had discovered Dudu and I Rose, the great percussionist from uh, Senegal. And I had um, written a song inspired by the rhythms I heard on his record. And when I had a Senegalese band that I have now, my trio that is on my latest record, Three, they said, when they first heard, they said, oh, that's Ambala. And I said, that's a what? And because I had, you know, just absorbed the shape of the rhythm and how it goes. So you don't need to um, study very much or, or, well, you have to apply yourself, but you can totally grasp it if you love it, you know. It Absolutely. Wore out that record because it was, <laughs> so, you know, the layers of rhythm interacting. And I think if you'd ask me today, what is swing? I think it is the tension between two and three happening at the same time, which is sort of a characteristic of African music that sure. like in Europe, we layer our harmonies and they layer our rhythms. And the thing is, you want to hear both sides clearly and the, the push and pull and all that, that happens in between that. That's probably what the jazz musicians call swing. You know, technically it's a dotted eighth note, but you know, <laughs> I had long discussions with my jazz drummer. Yeah. One is Futureman, you know, Victor Wooten's brother, who said it's really 5-4. Oh. It's 1-3-4. <laughs> and, and actually, it's an interesting thing because it's not exactly a triplet. If you're saying a triplet, exactly. No, it's not that's exactly. Not it. it's, it's not. not. So it is like kind of a mystery that nobody can explain until you start playing two yeah. rhythms at 
same time. And then it, you understand the, so you, you lean towards one or you lean towards the other right. side. That gives that sort of interesting thing. And then, you know, as my journey into African music uh, progressed, well, the other thing was the blues. As a guitar player, you know, you got to play the blues. You yeah. know, that's what Miles Davis loved in my husband, that he was a very consummate blues player. Right. And I, I and always your husband is Mike Stern. Mike Stern, yes. Yeah. But I always had sort of a, a love affair with the blues. My brother, Bernie, is a piano player and mm -hmm. he had an extensive blues connection. You know, the English blues players like the, you know, uh, John Mayhill and the Blues Breakers yeah. and all of that. You know, one of the biggest crimes you could commit in our house is scratch one of his records. <laughs> yeah. Reason for a severe beating. Yeah. <laughs> so I had like, this love affair with the blues from early on. And the blues is directly related to the, you know, field hollers is call and answer. That is directly sure. coming from Mali, you know. Yes. And uh, it was sort of proven to me when I got invited to play at the festival in the desert, which was one of the festivals, you know, you have your bucket list. I thought... That festival, I gotta play. Right. So we kept um, we kept sending um, emails to the, the festival and said like we would really like to come. And sure enough, they invited us to come. And I spent, you know, the festival in the desert is located in the Sahara Desert, about four hours north of Timbuktu. And four and Timbuktu is like you know how we say like Timbuktu, the end of the world is yeah. Timbuktu. Said so, oh my, might as well be Timbuktu. It is the end of the world. And four hours north. <laughs> is really the middle of the Sahara Desert, yeah. where only the Tuaregs can orient themselves by the star. So you can't do much except to sit down with other guitar players yeah. and, and and jam with the other bands that are at the festival. So for Must four days, been. I jammed with all the other bands. Amazing. And I met Basti Kukuyate, who become my Goni teacher. But the interesting experience was that when I sat down and played, I just played, you know, my best blues licks, kind of, you know. Yeah. And they said, oh, you play African music so well. And I said, I do. Because <laughs> I, you know, I didn't think I did. You know, right, I just right. Yeah. Play the blues pretty righteous, you know. But um, it just proved that they, like, said, oh, yeah, that's our music. Exactly, exactly. And that was a big um, light bulb that went up in my head. Yeah, I, yeah. So I would love to go to our first video. This is okay. a song... Uh, one that you just put out recently called Crocodile. You want to say a little about it before we see it? Crocodile is an interesting song. Um, it is um, based on the chant that the Walla Walla people of Senegal have when they need to get rid. You know, the crocodile is the same as in Florida. When we play that song to a Florida audience, they're all like, mm-hmm, ah, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because the, we have encroached on the... A habitat of the crocodile here and in Senegal, you know, the view of the ocean yeah. and, and all those make for very nice right. houses. You know, and we build our houses and the crocodile is saying, wow, look at that garbage can. That looks good. Next thing you know, the crocodile is in your pool. And so they have the Walla Walla people that can remove the crocodiles that you like ask for to come and like, and Unlike, in, so I don't know exactly how they do it in Florida, but in Senegal, the Walla people have a, a chant that puts the crocodile to sleep. Oh, nice. So that they can um, tie up its snout sure, and sure. carry it back to the ocean, you know, to the swamps. And uh, that is the chant we begin the song with. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, let's go and watch this video right now. All right.
That sounds great. And you know, I love your gold uh, flake Stratocaster. It's excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is that an old one or is that, what is that? Well, by now it is old. It's about 20 years old. But when I got signed to my endorsement deal with Fender, they said, I made a little modification to the guitar because since I'm a jazz player, I like the neck to be narrow on the bottom. It gets this widen on the bottom. And I didn't want my hand out like this, so I wanted it to be I sent them the specs and we worked on the guitar. I also liked the body small, like yeah. the old fifties guitars. And um when we were done with this, they said, What color do you want it to be? And I said, Oh, what color you got? And they said, We have every color. And I said, Okay, gold. And they said, We don't have gold. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a minute. <laughs> right, right. And I said, Okay, black then. And they said, No, 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 we will make you gold. So oh, they took a nice. uh, uh um sunburst i think and sprayed it gold but when i was playing since i play a lot in africa and the big festivals are outdoors i have to spray my arm actually anything that's not covered with mosquito repellent yeah and since you know the the I had no interest in getting malaria. You know, when when I played in Salif Spain, the entire band got malaria, including Salif. Oh, My geez. God, what Terrible. a disaster. And me, ex- except for me, yeah. because I had all of my, like, they used to call me, pss, pss, because I was constantly spraying myself, but that spray had deed in it, which is what protects you. Sure. Not, but it's like nail polish remover. So for <laughs> my arm, yeah. it rubbed off the gold, right. um, the gold polish from my guitar. Right, right. And 
uh, and left it looking, you know, like they make the relics now where they uh, try to make the guitar look like it's it's oh, from the 70s. Right, they do right. that in the custom shop. At sure. I kind of made my own relic with my mosquito repair. Right, right, right. That's great. So, hey, you play with a bunch of different bands. You were mentioning that you play uh, with two African guys now, a trio. And we're going to watch our next video is going to be a song called Spell that you're doing with them. And in this one, you're playing the Ngoni, um, yes. not the guitar. So what got you into the Ngoni? Well, you know, at that festival in the desert, I met Basiku Kuyati, um, who then became my Goni teacher. And um, you know, I didn't play musician. the Goni right away. I imitated the Goni with my guitar. Right. Um, because that is sort of the grandmother of West African guitar style is that sound. You do it by muting your guitar yes, and uh, by playing certain shapes. And, you know, I kept picking up the goni and uh, at first Basiku said, nah, nah, stick to the guitar girlfriend because it had no fret. But then I realized it's actually really easy to play the blues on the goni because that's the instrument it is originally played that's on. That's right. So, um, I started playing it more and more, and Basiku said that. And then I started writing songs on the Goni, which are, of course, very different. And Basiku said, like, well, who would have known? And uh, said, like, oh, I really like those songs. And he played on my records. And, right. uh, and and he said that I had a different way of playing the Goni that he really liked because he's a big innovator of the Goni. He said in order to preserve the Goni as an instrument, in this century, it has to go with time. He uses a wawa pedal on the yes. goni. I mean, he really um, wants to get, because, you know, the young people in West Africa, we always want what we don't have. That's right. They want to sound like, uh, you know, Jeff Beck. They don't say, like, goni, why should I play goni? And we are like, oh, my God, let me play goni. You know? I know, I know. It's always the thing, like, oh, check out this sound. You know, I get so many gigs playing goni because it's like a new sound on the tracks. That's right. And, uh, from hip-hop to singer-songwriters, everybody wants that sound, you know? Yes. And um, so I, he said that I brought the goni into the century by, by writing in a different way because I write like a guitar player. Yeah, yeah. You know, like these two two note voicings that we like, which are the core of our accompaniment. Well, that fits perfectly on the goni. Right. And it right. sounds very modern because you can't play complete chords. You can't play like triads, triads, triads. You only got two notes. Right. You pick, right. you know. Uh, and it sounds, um, it fits everywhere. Yeah. It just has the essence of our harmony. But I brought the harmonic movement, you know, the cadence sure. into the goni. And Basiku was just loving that. So he said, like, okay, like, just like try to figure this out. And I learned how to play the goni. Right, right. Uh, That's great. And, so I want to go to our next video, okay? okay this is your song, Spell, and you're playing the goni. And what I love about this is it's a very interesting, I think, fusion of sort of blues and African music that's happening in this song. So let's go to this right now. I 
picture in it And I close it up again So cool. I really love that one. That's great. Um, now, um, I, we don't have, we're running out of time, but I want to go to our third video. Um, and in this video, a song of yours called Simbo, I noticed Salif Keita is in the video and uh, uh, the Ngoni player um, also. And is that Umu Sangare singing with no, you? No, that's Ami Saku. She's wonderful too. She's really yeah. great, yes. Um, and um, so... And that's my teacher, Basiku, playing good. Basiku, yeah, 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 of course. So um, tell us about this video, Simbo. Well, Simbo is dedicated to Salif Keita. That's his name. Simbo literally means the great one. Oh, yeah. Um, like superstar, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's what, that's what we call him in the band, Simbo. He is. It also kind of means like boss, like your boss. What yeah. have you played it? So that was his nickname. And it's dedicated to him because, yes. uh, you know, uh, Basiku Kuyati took me in his family of griots and made me an official griot because I'm his student, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't take teaching somebody lightly, no. you know, because you have to promise that you're going to continue the tradition since they don't write it down. You got to remember, you are the walking memory of that music. So um, it's yeah. a serious Thing. If somebody teaches you, you gotta remember that. Right. You know, I spent hours in his quadrant where Ami Sako, who's in that video, the beautiful singer, would sit down with her little tape recorder and record Basiku's mother, yeah. uh, Yagari, and her girlfriend, so that they could remember the songs that they knew from the old times. They knew so many songs, but you're, you're sort of the musical memory. You become that. And it's a. It's something I take very, very um, seriously. That's fantastic. I'd like to go to the video. So right I now, said, so this is my tribute, my Rio tribute to Salif Keita. Yes, thank you. Let's watch this now.
joining us today on the World Thank Christian Show. Thank you for Show. having me. And sharing all this so much. You, really, you told us so much about your process and about working with all the African musicians you've worked with and really got to share your passion and the beauty of your music. I really thank you so thank much you. for doing that. It's wonderful. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. Hey, this is Derek Jordan. Thank you for joining us today on the World Fusion Show. And we've got lots more great shows coming up with fantastic musicians. If you like the show, go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. And uh, you can always support the show by going to DerekJordan.com and clicking on the support page. Thank you. And remember, think globally, listen locally, and support independent music. Next up, we're going to hear a piece by Lini Stern called Sorcerer.
out the video version of the show by going to Facebook or YouTube and searching for the World Fusion Show. To support the World Fusion Show and to make more shows possible, please go to DerekJordan.com and click on the support page.